comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Listening to the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 211 for season eight, episode three of The Walking Dead, entitled Monsters. I'm your host, Craig DeManda. Join with me this evening, Mr. Aaron Newerth. Is it weird that I'm starting to miss when you say fear the Walking Dead podcast? Like something I about I was thinking the same thing. I was wow. like, wow, that sounds right. I could do it to troll you guys. I could throw it in once in a while. Would that, would that, that be all right? That would- that's just the Walking Dead podcast. I guess that's how we should say it. The Walking Dead podcast. So, so put the like, the emphasis on on the. Is that what I'm saying? Okay, the yeah, Walking. Really, okay, really, really get us going in here. But yeah, I'm back. <laughs> hey, let's do this monster. Yay! <laughs> that's great, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Hello, hello, everybody. Hello. No, you you're making a lot of noise before the show. You're sharpening your knives in the murder shed. Is everything going okay over well, there? Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta always be prepared because you just never know when Daryl's gonna shoot you in the back <laughs> or in the head or where anywhere else, right? Uh, even if you give him your word, what if you give him your word, Daryl? Even if you it give him your word, <laughs> no, no, it's... Mr. Richard Chubtoad Sheldon. Uh, Rick gave his word, not Daryl's word. That's true. I guess you're right. Did you know why Daryl's don't play? <laughs> <laughs> also, Mr. Russell Latham. Hello. Three in a row. This three in a row. This three in a row. Wow. That's good. Oh, I like it. I like man. it. And we're up to hello now. So by the by the six or sevens, we'll be up to, hey, guys, what's going on? Last time it was hi. Now it's hello. Love it, Russell. Awesome. Jim Dietz. Hey, it's nice to have a fellow uh, OG uh, Walking Dead TV podcast host on the show. And so. That's right. I, I, I don't like the, when I use the word venerable, right? You, 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 were, you were getting on my case about that. And I meant that with yeah, the, mo- with yeah, the yeah, most you, respect. You, saw, you know, I, mean, well, I was going to say, you saw the link I sent you after that. I know, I know. But I'm like... I'm busted ball, so, you know. Because I, I meant it with the, with the most respect. Like, you are, the, you are the honored among us, you know, Jim. It's like, you know, well, Russ as well, obviously. I mean, you know. But, by the way, I, I get this whole truckload of saviors out here. What am I supposed to do with these guys? Uh, <laughs> shoot them! Take them to the hilltop. I heard they have a couple of trailers in the back that they'll fit yeah. all into nicely, all right? So there's no uh, problem Gregory- he said I can't take him to the whole top. Um, uh, Gregory, you don't say nothing anymore. <laughs> Gregory can't. 
I'm uh, I, I'm happy that you found a way to compliment Jim by saying he's old. He took it that way. And I'm not trying to talk talk around it. That said, if you feel like calling me the second most black person on this podcast, I'm happy with that one. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's technically true, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, yeah, you are definitely the most kosher person on the podcast. There you go. There you go. I could make a run for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, what did you think about Monsters? Didn't suck as much as last week. Okay. <laughs> That's enough. If I, hear one more, well, uh, if I hear one more Ezekiel speech. I'm sorry. I love Ezekiel and stuff. He's a great character. Yeah, I yeah. love like every every episode. We're getting this. Yeah, but they get kind of tired anything. after a while. It's like I, I, use love, it, I love it. It's like anything else. If you use it too much, it loses yeah. power. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like this is a. It's a. It's an end point to the speeches because I think things are going to get a little more complex for him next week. It'll at least bring more resonance to the speeches he's going to be giving or whatever kind oh, yeah. of royal uh, regal monologues that he may mm-hmm. have. I, I like that. I like that this week Daryl became the master of dark comedy by replacing a pie in the face of a gun to the head. That that really entertained oh, me. Oh, he sure did. Daryl was almost like the audience at one point. Like, <laughs> you know, Rick's yeah. like, "That was Morales," and 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 Daryl's like, "Yeah, and yeah, and <laughs> season one, <laughs> or, and yeah, I know who he was." Exactly. I mean, that his part sucked. Like, it's kind of meta. He was you know, speaking for all of us. Like, yeah, okay, and and who, who is it, Aaron? One. You put up that thing about the bad acting. Was that you, Aaron? You wrote that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone was very happy. <laughs> was very much agreed with apparently. But didn't it bring you back though? I kind of felt like it felt good. Like, oh, we're going back in time a little bit. Like, you know, this is, <laughs> this is very season one ish. Yeah. So, so was Morales his appearance just as to remind us and to let those that didn't watch early on know who Morales is so that when he's the crossover with Fear the Walking Dead, it'll have some relevance. Oh, God. Because I, I think not. that's what we're going to see when he travels, lost his family, and it's going to run across one of them or whatever, and that'll be it. So and you know how angry and disappointed people are going to be what, the six people that are watching fear are going to be right they're going to be like oh my god to, to be clear you think that morales is going to leave atlanta go all the way to the west coast lose his family then go all the way back to washington i have no idea i'm just saying why else <laughs> would you bring him into this i feel like the writers or gimple or someone like had this moment they're like wait a minute Guys, it's going to be the hundredth episode. We got to pack the season with fun Easter eggs. What do we do? You know what? Morales is still out there somewhere. The the Vatos thing. I was going to say can- the, the Vatos are out there too, right? <laughs> which are canon, so it's like, all right, we can't use them because people will nitpick. But Morales, guys, and they brought him back, expecting us to be like, oh my god. Except they didn't count on one little thing: the Walking Dead TV podcast making fun of Morales so much because it is a terrible idea that did not pay off in any way whatsoever. It could have been cool. I guess, but I don't, it didn't. It just kind of came and ended pretty quick. There, that was like like one days of shooting, like half a day of shooting. I think they did that in right. That was a, I mean, that was a one scene, one set. You know, uh, they brought him back for that was it. It was like you know, it, it yeah. They, as they were filming it, they're like, oh god, this is this is what we were working with, and we had him on the show the first time around. Time to get rid of him, and they re-edited and just got. <laughs> so you're saying there'll be like deleted scenes with Morales? That's what you're saying on on the, on the season eight Blu-ray. There'll be extra. 
just, just trashed the character. They're like, wow, this is not working out as well as I thought because this is not good line reading. And they killed him because it, it just it was bad. Like I, I, uh, I think it. I think it just they just kept wanting to hammer home that what do you do with these guys? Like the you know do you kill them? Do you do you, you know do you imprison them? It was it was a lot of hammering the same the same thing over and over again. It like, was. what do you do? What, it, you, what do you do with the prisoners? Like, I even at one point, I just wanted to smack Jesus in the face. I never wanted to smack Jesus in the face before. Well, but I did this Morgan, episode. Morgan wanted it, to, too, at that point. But he oh, near him. man, I was with Morgan. I'm like, the hell with you. I'm leaving. Like, uh, are you going to get us killed? <laughs> but did that fight this? seem a little unbalanced? Like, who? Morgan is the Terminator, right? Like, he... We just saw him do some amazing feats. Whenever it comes to any, like with the wolves, when it comes to these, you know, the saviors, he just he's the absolute terminator. But he can't take down Carol, right? We already saw that battle. He didn't win that one. Right. A stalemate right. at best, right? He couldn't take down Jesus. I, I, I don't know what his his powers seem a little unbalanced. That's all I'm saying. I think he could he could take Jesus. Maybe he was hurt from that gunshot wound because he kept. Getting those body shots from Jesus in the chest. I guess we'll talk about uh, it. But I, don't know. It's like, I guess they didn't want to make it that he beat up Jesus because he was <laughs> the the you know like he was part of the group and he was the voice of you know the human he was the voice for you keeping your humanity you know I but it still got it got to the point where it was a little ridiculous though like he was speaking in platitudes well you know like you. I kill, he kills. I'm not wrong, but I'm right. I'm wrong. Uh, I'm not wrong. I'm right. Yeah, it was a little too much. <laughs> you're not wrong, but you're not right. <laughs> it was just. It was he was doing that, and it was just you know. And then I think the bo- thing that bothered me the most about it, Daryl, is that we've been here so many times before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, do we kill our prisoners or do we let them go? Do we let them live? Oh, is it going to bite us in the ass in a few episodes? Do we let them and live? And they usually Oh, does. by golly, yes. Well, <laughs> no. Do we going to kill them now? Okay, let's kill them. Okay, we're going to kill them or let them live? Are we going to let them live and it's going to come bite us in the ass? Oh, yeah, it just seems like the cycle over and over. And this, Rick you know, looks same, at him. You know, yeah, quote, unquote, moral, you know, this moral uh, uh, dilemma. The moral dilemma. Have, yeah. But they keep having the same one over and over. You think by now they would be like, okay, we're going to kill them all. Or... Okay, we're going to you know we're going to imprison him here. I mean, instead of just kind of being in the same back and forth that we've seen a bunch mm-hmm. of. What's weird is I think most of us at least have read through the All Out War comic, right? Is, yep. is mm-hmm. Craig, are you have you read through that portion? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've gotten through that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we all so we all basically know how in the comics this story works, and I think the or it's weird that the issue is how you know basically plot driven that portion of the comic is it's not really focused on character yet these episodes are like we really need to double down on all the the very same dilemmas that these characters have gone through before this war and it's just not that exciting like i was all no. to see like how this would be adapted but so far it's just like somehow they managed to combine a lot of action with a lot of stuff that just feels redundant and i'm like okay but like the comics know to make this interesting. Like, I don't need it to be an exact copy of the comics, but it's it's not like those issues were like, let's make sure we really deal with Rick's dilemmas as far as being a good person. It's like what we've seen that all the time. Just give us like, give us a war. Give us something. Give like, give us other perspectives or something else. To yeah, it's too early. It's yeah. too early for that. Like every time Rick looked at Daryl when he shot somebody or whatever, I wanted to smack Rick in the face. Like you, you know what this was. 
Yeah. Like, the baby, the baby got like, to him. The baby shook him up a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, was, get out of here it, with that. You've seen the babies before. You, know, you shot a kid in the face in the first episode. Yeah, I, mean, like, I mean, come on. That kid. Zombie kid. You shot that, Sophia. Everyone that we, the girl we all love. Her. Sophia. She's already <laughs> dead. She's already gone. I mean, that a dude, zombie Sophia. <laughs> that dude, not only did that dude have a gun on you, he called the saviors to come back to get you. I mean,. Like, why would you sit there and oh, you mean Morales. You don't mean the guy at the end. You mean yeah. Morales. Okay, I got you. No, Morales, why would you sit there and pause and be looking at Daryl like he did something wrong? Daryl watched this dude have a beat on you with this gun, and he was not letting you go. Well, the other thing that's kind of weird, too, because, like, in the comics, you know, it, with all the stuff with Negan, even before All Out War began, mm-hmm. all through that, you know, it just, when people met Rick... There was this, oh, this is Rick. And there was a reputation that preceded him. And we knew that because they portrayed it so well. It was written well in the comic. Now we're getting that same kind of thing with the saviors of, oh, it's Rick. We're not supposed to kill you. It's Rick. It's Rick. It's Rick. Well, what really has he done to gain notoriety of a badass? Because he well, hasn't that's really. mandated from Negan. It's not that they're like, yeah, oh, that was Rick. Right. Yeah. It's, it's Egan said. We can't You're kill important. you. We can't kill Maggie, and we can't kill um, King. No, and, I get that. Can't... I'm just saying. I was using that as one example. I mean, it's just recently everything with the Saviors when they run into Rick. It's like, oh, it's Rick. Who cares? Maggie's done more than Rick has against the Saviors, in my opinion. Well, Rick took out that outpost initially, right? Yeah, that I mean, satellite the, outpost. The, all that early and... stuff was arc. Yeah, I just, I just took it as the, the reason they're acting this way is because Negan is telling them to act this way. And can somebody please tell? Um, why am I drawing a blank on Rick, the actor name? Andrew Lincoln. Uh, Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln. Can Clutterbuck. somebody tell him to please put on even shoes? He's got that. He's got that gate. He's got that little. That he's little, always uh... no. He's always <laughs> leaning. Like well, hold when on. He's talking. He's leaning. You know, and it's like, what is wrong with your shoulder? Why are you always leaning? I know. I know what you're saying. There's a lot of like head cock, like. Let me yeah, tell you I about something it. right here. Love he's, it. Like, he's channeling his inner John Wayne. I love it. Yes. I love it. Now, he, he, a little piece of trivia, though. I remember on, on either it was a Talking Dead or one of these little bits they had about the show. He's worn the same boots from season one. Like, he says they are like, they stink now. He goes, they're absolutely the way. But they're the exact oh, same. I bet they do. They're the exact same boots he's worn since the ep- first episode. He wanted to make sure it was real. The, the, that's exactly what you're seeing there eight years later. Dang. Is yeah. it the character or the actor? Like, the actor. The actor slash... Well, the character, obviously, they're the same boots, but the actor... No, but so, like, so in co- the costume design, like, he's always bringing up, there's not, like, a bunch of the same boots he's wearing. It's Correct. always the same exact... Correct. Oh, that's terrible. That's, that's terrible. Ooh, I'm just... He, he, he's that... You're not... You're not f- Dustin Hoffman in the 70s. This doesn't need to do anything. <laughs> but, listen, he, he, he doesn't married? watch the show either. His wife, his wife must be like, wow, but you wear that. He's some stanky boots. feet when he comes home. Them boots is walking. Them boots is walking. I hope every fan picture he takes a selfie with, he's wearing those boots. Oh, God. <laughs> They're fake smiles. They're trying to, people trying to smile, but they smell the boots. What's that smell? Get some odor readers, man. What is that, man? Uh, like, what's all this cheese? I'm <laughs> so- I, I hope he hides those boots in Norman Reedus's car as a prank for him. <laughs> Since they prank each other. That, that's it's, the ultimate prank right there. smell like serious ass in here. Like, oh, what's man. going on? <laughs> 
So, guys, uh, for nothing else to chat about, we can get right into this episode. It was directed by Greg Nicotero, written by Matthew Negretti and Channing Powell. The recap is, again, done by Brandon Brandon Davis of comicbook.com. Uh, the AMC recap was not available at the time of this recording, so we're going back to the old, the old Brandon recap, and... Uh, We'll see if we get any errors towards the end like we did last week where he kind of he started falling asleep a little bit and mixing up some of the characters. So we'll see if there's any other nuggets like that in here. But if it's I go over matters. something. I'm on, uh, I'm on Wikipedia. It has a layout too. But okay. so I'll, I'll, I'll compare notes. You see compare notes. If I, if I gloss over anything, just stop me and we will. I was going to say Entertainment Weekly has pretty good recaps too. I'll follow along on there. All right, so we we will get the best of the recaps for you. You like how I refuse to write recaps in my review? I just write about the episode, and I don't care about plot deployment when it happens because it does not help you whatsoever. Well, you, I was going to say you're writing a review, not a recap. Right? I exactly. know. Yeah. I mean, it's, so I, I, it's a fine line, but I mean, it's a distinct some people, line. Some people know? do expect it, and I I get some t- some word about it sometimes. Like, well, that's not what I'm writing, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, they wanted a full recap. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of those out there. Like you said, there's there's three sources we just gave you, so there they are. You can go get them yourself well, if how you want. You- should respond to them aaron is well then listen to me on the walking dead podcast and you'll get a full review That's or right. recap yeah but i mean if you if i'm reading a review or something i don't want a total recap of it i just want to know whether it's good or not yeah, so. right all anyway. right Let's jump right into it. So uh, at the cold open, King Ezekiel and his army listen to the Savior radio, the walkie-talkie, and here they are preparing to attack the group. Ezekiel tells the group, um, yet I... Oh, my God, this is really bad. He wrote, <laughs> yet, he wrote, yet I smell, but I guess it's smile, right? So we're already starting off on the wrong foot, Brandon, here. Yet I smile, not smell. They march through the woods, and his speech plays out. And yet Carol smiles, Ezekiel then said. The saviors have numbers, but they have the strategy. So again, he's just telling his group that they know we're coming, but we're gonna we have a better strategy, we're gonna win. And he's got this big smile on his face. This was another like let's edit things around so we like see the results at the same time we're seeing the kind of the pump me up speech. And um it worked fine, I guess, but it's at the same time it's like we can get some of these where you just kind of make it linear i guess <laughs> I'm sometimes yeah, but i kind of like this because it i don't know it was almost as he was narrating it as it went so i get yeah. what you're saying though they do use that a lot but i think it worked this in this instance something hey, hey. I wanna, I, i'm just saying up from uh, a point aaron just made is how different the pacing is from the comic storyline and this it seems like they're trying to really decompress and expand i mean it seemed like the comic storyline moved out along at a pretty good clip yeah. Um, here mm-hmm. it seems like there are a lot of dips and there are a lot of fits and starts. You know, we'll get like a really good action scene, and then they'll they'll bog it down with a, some something quieter. And I understand the need for you know change in rhythm because it's television, but for something as big and as bombastic and as looked forward to as All Out War, I mean, this has been hyped for you know what two you know a season and a half now. Right. Um, I would think they would go all out and and you know use that kind of more breakneck pacing like we got in the comic story. Well, yeah, and even that, too, is when with the comics, if you remember, during the all-out war time, we got it twice monthly. And yeah, so, it was about... It was about yeah. So yeah. It, it helped with that rushing of the pace, you know, which right. fit perfectly for the way that was written. So. so suddenly along their journey in the woods, Ezekiel's group hears the Savior whistle of the Saviors and puts their hands up. But then, so that we think it's, the, okay, their, their luck is coming to pretty much an end but then suddenly carol and a group of kingdom savior as kingdom soldiers mow down their enemies so they're just hidden in the bushes and they just basically destroy that little small 
um, I guess, what do you call it? Like a detachment of saviors that were in the woods. It's pretty cool, actually. I mean, it looks like the Kingdoms group is pretty large. Like, they have one of the larger attack groups, it seems like, here. Well, yeah, we just saw all 75 of them attack that one guy using Shiva as the answer last week. So <laughs> After the credits, back at one of the outposts, Morales maintains his gun aimed at Rick. Rick is ordered to drop his guns, and he does. And he goes, and then this is where Morales starts speechifying a bit. You are the Rick from Alexandria, he said. The whole time it was you. Morales knows who Rick is, obviously. I guess you're, we're not the same guys we used to be. He goes, because you're a monster. Um, Morales says he's been instructed not to kill Rick, Maggie, or Ezekiel. Again, we knew that, I guess, from the preview, uh, unless they have to. He questions why Rick is here and promises his people will get him to Negan. Or won't, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I I would have been happier to try to buy into what he was saying it just the the actor just was not working for me it just felt like so like terrible let's make him feel let's make like you like jim you laid this out pretty perfectly last week the whole problem with rick's kind of um what doppelrick uh doppelrick anger uh where like the the guy comes in and he's dressed like rick and everything's laid out just to make it and like it feels like okay morales is like they're trying to make it seem like he's also gone through a similar transformation where it's like he had a family and he was had these idealistic ideas of like we can make it we can drive out of here be on our own path and then everything bad happened to him just like everything bad happened to rick and it just the performance here it's not you know morale uh i see uh, what's his name juan gabriel parade he's not been wearing the same boots that andrew lincoln has for the past eight years so the character just does not feel like lived in it just feels like a guy reading a very dramatic monologue not that effectively and it just made this whole scene yeah. suffer yeah yeah Did even when they too he's sweat pouring down his forehead yeah, like, oh my sweating. god and even when they tried to make that thing of you had a bait like you they got married during this thing you know the, during the the apocalypse, I guess. Like he, he tried to be so surprised or like it hurt him or whatever. Like he can't believe someone can find happiness in this world. Uh-huh. That was supposed to be the, the thing. And I'm not gonna I mean, it's not the hardest thing to call, but I did say last week we're gonna get this whole drawn out story about how Morales lost his family and joined up with his sure enough, that's exactly what happened. He lost his family, joined <laughs> up with Negan. That's exactly what happened. That's pretty much it. You called it. Yeah. yeah. So the gunfight outside rages on. The saviors head back inside, claiming boss wants us back inside. So I guess you know he Morales did radio the group outside to come on in, and I guess get, you know to help them capture Rick. Tobin and Scott realize this means they're heading inside to Rick and Daryl. So Tobin figures out what they're doing. Not far away, Aaron cares for Eric, who has an exit wound for the bullet. So they, they got him to that tree uh, just to get him out of the the firefight. But he's definitely wounded pretty mortally there. It's a pretty bad gut shot uh, that he got. Aaron insists that they will get him to the kingdom's doctor, and he then breaks down and apologizes to Eric. And this is actually some pretty good acting, I have to say, from uh, from um, uh, Mark Ross Wand. Mark oh, Ra- yeah. Ross Mark Wand, yeah. I really like him as an actor, and I think he's... I think this scene is probably one of the best acted scenes in this episode. I yeah, agree. I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's a good uh, scene. He feels guilty about bringing Eric into the fight, but Eric tells him just to go help everyone else. Uh, they kiss goodbye, and Aaron heads back to the fight. And it really, I mean, you felt it right there. Like, he he knew he wasn't going to see him again. I mean, he just felt it. He, you saw it in his face. You saw it's like you're kissing goodbye, the one that you love, and you're never, ever going to see them again. And that's really what it, that's what that acting conveyed to me from what Marquand. It was just, I thought it was a really cool scene. Well, it's like, 
you have to imagine Eric has probably got about about as much screen time as Mor- Morales had, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So you can see you can see a clear difference in like the effectiveness of these scenes, and yeah, uh, whatever wasn't working for Morales was working for this scene because they yeah the two like. Yeah. They've they've had a level of chemistry, I would say. I mean, it's been limited as far as their you know work together, but like it, it shows, and it's. I mean, it's a death scene, so or at least a, a presumable death scene. So you, I guess there's a certain rhythm where you can kind of get into the drama of that. But no, it works. It's a well written scene. It does. Yeah, it, even though you knew that this guy was going to get killed a while ago. Oh yeah, like, it was just yeah. a point of when. You know, yeah, he's like been shark bait. You, you yeah. knew that, yeah, you you knew that, but it's still it was still good acting to actually still make you feel bad. You know, you felt that uh, urgency when he was you know with him for that time. So Tara sits in the back of a pickup truck with Eduardo as they escort the saviors to the hilltop, the ones that are remaining, the ones that Jesus saved, and they're all mm-hmm. kind of roped up. I guess they could they did some kind of chain gang rope type of thing. Um, Eduardo insists Maggie will know what to do with these people, and Tara believes she'll kill them for what they've done. I don't yeah. know. You don't. You don't know. It. Like it, even this back and forth was just enough already. Like it was. It yeah. was almost like you don't know them. Like I know them. You, you know. You haven't been with. You know. You haven't been through the things that we've been through. Like it's. We get it. Like you know. We we, we get the back and forth. We get it. You you think they'll kill them. You think they won't. Morgan it's and too Jesus. early. It's just too early for this conversation. Morgan and Jesus debate the decision to let these men live, which is right here. Again, another conversation. Morgan tells Jesus this is dangerous, and Jesus tells him that there are many kinds of danger. But they, they'll kill, but they won't execute. They don't execute. That was, that was his... That's where he draws the line, I guess. Yeah, and he was an idiot. I'm sorry, man, but we've been having these debates since like the episode 18, <laughs> 18 miles. I know, out. I, I mean, know, I yeah, know. Too. Like, yeah. Do we kill the prisoners? Yeah. Do we keep them alive? I mean, when Rick crossed that line in the episode in Nebraska way back in season two, mm-hmm. we had the same thing with the governor's people. I mean, this is a debate we've had back and forth yeah, over and over the, in the series. I think this would be a better debate once the war is over. Then you have that issue, like, how are we going to deal with this? But to Not, have it now, I don't know. So it's, Not, talking, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right, Daryl. It just saps the action. It saps the, like all the momentum out of an action scene when they're no, let's have this philosophical moral debate in the middle of this war scene, you know, it's like not not helping is that it's Jesus again. Like we just had yeah. this literally last right. week with him right. and it's like yeah, why are we gonna get another scene? Right. It's too much. Too much. It's like if give us a, at least give us some other character. I like I like the novelty of the fight that's coming up later, but at the same time it's like it, why why do we have a Terra Jesus scene last week and then get another one? That, like why are we getting two back to backs of Jesus? It's not defi- it's not making Jesus's character any deeper. Like no. he's already we get who he is. Like it's not establishing something new about him. And it's like if you're gonna give him something to do, make it anything else than debate the same topic two episodes in a row. <laughs> like, it's it's just uh, a weird choice. What would you guys do strategically? I mean I mean let's say they did actually surrender, which they 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 I'd, I'd kill did. Them. I'm sorry. All right, let's say we decided not to, just for a second, just, just strategically mm-hmm. speaking here. We decided not to kill them. Would you maybe keep them, you know, you there just, at the compound and just guard them there? I mean, why oh, would yeah, you, you, turn, you turn one of the satellites into a prison? I mean, right. Why would you bring them to your base? Like, it doesn't make, that doesn't yeah, make sense, right? That's what I I'm wouldn't. trying to say. It's too yeah. dangerous for your people. Yeah, it's too dangerous for your own people. So, hey, well, Maggie, they're, Maggie they're, especially we, we, their, yeah. ba- well, their base that is uh, short on people. Mm-hmm. They're all fighting the saviors out and, and supplies and supplies. So I mean, you know, you're gonna have like 
you know, two or three people trying to guard like all these saviors. It just uh. well, yeah, it's even if it left like five people behind. Hey, Maggie, we left so and so behind, and then this person, yeah. that person to watch. There's about twenty of them left alive. All right, so at least they can make the call later on. Even if those five people get overrun, these people, the other group is not going to make it to their base. They're not going to now. They're at right. their home. They're at their home base. They could slaughter all of them right now at the hilltop. Yeah, well, they got out. I just like, don't know about Maggie because she let she let the coyote in the hen house. Why do you let Gregory back through those doors? Or I walk around. Yeah. There. Like, there's yeah. some interesting thoughts I have on that one. But the people that we have coming from the satellite base, like, well, it's not like these are the, um, you know, the, the people working for points or there. It's like these are the no. guys that are like. Right. These are savior killers. saviors. Yeah. These are, yeah. Yep. Yeah. pragmatic idea. We'll just kill them all. I get the logic of that, even if I don't necessarily agree with it. But it's like, if you're not going to kill them. Leave them there and just make something, you know, do something else with it. Or, you know, strip them of all their weapons and put them into one of those rooms within the satellite or something. But take them with like, you. It's like maybe Rick could have created like a quarry prison or something with all the walkers around there and trapped them in there. I mean, who knows? They could have done some some kind of pit. They could have thrown them in or whatever. Well, I mean, the there's things they could have done. Yeah, the only thing I'd say is if you keep them at a separate facility, then you have to you have to pull people off. Yeah, <clears throat> and and maintain a separate facility, which would be. Easily susceptible to be taken over again. Uh, whereas if you keep them in your compound, you, you know you don't have to maintain a separate facility. There's there's variables in all of this, obviously. Like no, there's yeah. no setup, especially in this kind of. Maybe I'm bloodthirsty with this, this. but so it's like it's just, you can't lose. Daryl's like, Darryl's like Morgan right now. You want to kill them all? Kill them all. Be I think that they I, should have put them in a semicircle on their knees while they walked around with a bat and sang "Eeny Meeny Miny Mo," and that would have been just fitting. Desserts. Yeah. Yes. But you guys, I, are, I, I, you guys are letting the nihilism of the show really get to you. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I put myself in that situation. I only say this because you cannot afford to lose this war. Like, there's no, there's no treaty that's going to happen. If you lose this, you're dead. Like, there's no. You know, there's no nobody's going to come in and renegotiate the terms of this. There's, there's no Geneva Accords here. There's no there's, right. no, there's uh, no Geneva rules Accords. of war. You know, conventions of if war. I, if if you I want. put myself in this position, we if we lose, this is it. Like these these are people that have raped, murdered, you know, tortured uh, for fun. You right. know, some of this has just been for fun. I mean, I just can't. I, I'm sorry, but I can't. I can't let that go. When we get to the point where we go to the people with the point system, they're, they're the civilians, then we can right? do they're, that. They're, then, they're, then we, okay. then we right. can, I, you know, and even with them, you have to be, you have to keep an eye open with that. But when we're talking about these people on the front lines, these are the people that have been torturing and stealing and killing and all that kind of stuff. Like, no, I'm sorry. I mean, it would hurt, you know, like it part, you probably would lose a part of your humanity for doing it, but if it's a choice between my people surviving and there's a difference of my people surviving, we don't go out and we don't kill and maim and murder and we don't do that. When uh, when the, when the saviors the saviors cross your borders, they're not sending their best. They're sending the rapists and the murderers. Yes. So what we should really do is just build a big wall. <laughs> well, they have a wall already. Now it's interesting. They got, they got the wall. Some of them are good people. <laughs> oh no. For so, more but, of uh, Daryl Rush Limbaugh Taylor's thoughts on it. <laughs> Don't trust him. <laughs> Protect my land. That's right. 
Rick asks Morales back to that scene where his family is, and then Morales says, "We never made it to Birmingham." And that's all we need to know. I mean, like, like Aaron, you could have wrote this pretty much. You, you called it yes. last week. Yeah, uh, the shitty drive apparently got two blocks and died. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. And then Rick's like, "I lost people too: Laurie, Shane, Andrea, Glenn." And then he goes, "Negan killed him, forced him to his knees, bashed his head in right in front of me, in front of his pregnant wife." You, you know who you know who um, Rick did not mention <laughs> all of this. What's that? A lot of people, but uh, T Dog. <laughs> T Dog yeah. was not mentioned. Oh, right. No T Dog. Yeah, oh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Time with Morales. Like those two were actually talking a lot yeah. to me. Oh, that would, that's a good call. Or back. what's what's the guy Jim? He didn't mention Jim either. Oh, you're right. Jim, yeah, dude, Jim. Oh, because Jim, Jim got bit like that. <laughs> Like that, that they, Jim they, died before but, Morales took no, off. No, 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 he didn't. No, Jim. Jim oh. was with no. Because Jim went with them. Right. Morales yeah. and them and took then, off. Jim went with them. Uh, what's the girl? Jackie. Side of the road. Yeah. Remember Jackie oh, too? I, I thought Morales mm, and yeah. went off from the group after that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, but so, what, I, what I was saying is like the first time we meet Morales, he and T, but T Dog are hanging out together. Like that. Those are like two. Those are like the five people that Rick first meets are like Morales, T Dog, Glenn, Andrea. Right. Oh, it's like, terrible. You know that actor is sitting there we're watching this going, damn, they ain't even mentioned my they name. They didn't mention it. Irony. Irony sitting there watching this last night. <laughs> he, he was yeah. autographing album about to send them all a care package for good faith on the 100th episode bonus spectacular show. And he's like, never mind. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That By the way, man, my, I, I have a spec script for my uh, my six part T Dog uh, web series. Exactly. Uh, where yeah, he drove that bus, Taco Bell. that bus for those kids at one time. <laughs> Who's the sponsor, though? I don't know. I'm, I'm shopping it around. I'm looking for a sponsor. <laughs> It'll be Joel yeah. Alstein's church. will be the maybe sponsor of that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably me in the right. Yeah, maybe Farmer's Insurance or something. Farmer's you know. Insurance. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, maybe. Yeah, What's that actor's right name? Yeah. Of, of a, um, you know, I have a good sponsor for that. I, I have the script ready to go. And. Uh, Oh, it's funny, but I, it's you know. And when he said those four names, I'm like, yeah, that's about it. Like that's all he knew. I, I didn't even think about T. I didn't think about T Dog. I didn't think about you know. I Jackie forgot about T Dog. Yeah, too. Jim. Oh, it's funny. About T Dog and Jim. Like oh, I get, wow. I get. Obviously, I, I understand Rick not saying every person. You know, it's not like I need a big list or anything. I get what he's getting at. He's trying to get to him, right? But no, like, you mentioned the you mentioned T Dog. Yeah, see, well, it seems like T Dog would be a factor. I'd probably want to mention it. <laughs> so, so, what would you guys do if he actually said, well, "What happened to T Dog"? <laughs> if Morales yeah, said that, start laughing. Start laughing. Yeah, the slow clap. <laughs> and that'd be at T-Dog's house the actor's getting up and he's cheering with his family Like that's right that's first. me that's me where am I <laughs> I didn't watch Walking Dead but I know like if Yvette Nicole Brown was guesting on it I'm sure she'd have a fit she'd probably mention she something said, oh, excuse me excuse, she, yeah he forgot to mention a few people okay yeah that's what she'd be <laughs> <laughs> yeah she would've she would've just saying Oh man! So this is where Morales says he had a wife. So she's he's questioning whether Glenn actually had a wife, and he's like, Rick said not before, but you know he met her, and and Morales says in this, and Rick's like, yeah, in this he met her. And I don't know why he was so fixated on that, but he questions Morales whether well, or not. you know why because it was supposed to be like you could find happiness in this world. I guess so. In yeah. your group, you can you know like you have happiness over there. I love how we did say officer friendly. That was a good little callback too. But uh, yeah, well, then he questions Morales on whether or not he is Negan. So he's like, "You tell me, you're, you're Negan, right?" Or whatever. He said it like that, and he's like, "Hey, man, the Saviors—they found me. They thought I was worth a damn. I was living in some trailer or whatever. My 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 my, my family was gone, 
and they, you know, they they saved me. So uh, I made it this far with them. I had to be something just like you. Rick insists that they're not the same. He goes, but then Morales is like, look, man, take it easy, Rick. We're, we're just two assholes who will do whatever it takes to keep going. The only difference we're is monsters. I'm holding the gun. <laughs> we're monsters. We're monsters. He quotes, he, go, he quotes the episode's title. Yes. <laughs> Morales insists Rick would have killed him by now if he had the gun. Rick insists that he would try to find another way. I'll try to find another way. Yeah, right. Somewhere along the way, Officer Friendly There's died. There's always another way. <laughs> That's a great quotable Rick in this episode, man. Uh, Officer Friendly died right along with him, Morales. So that was a callback I just mentioned before. Suddenly, Daryl enters the room and shoots Morales in the face with an arrow. And Rick tries to stop him. He's like, no, wait, stop. And then, boom, done. That I laughed so much. Like, it should be dramatic, but it's it was just It hilarious. wasn't. It was funny. It was and just funny. What did Rick say? Because like, Daryl you know had a look yeah. like, like, what the F? What? What? what he goes did you like, know who that was so. yeah he goes, he goes yeah so yeah that yeah. was the best part that he said he knew who it was like i don't yeah, care right. he's, yeah. a, he's, like, a he's threatening you like what am i gonna like, do about like, that how much of the conversation did he hear like was he was he outside listening for a few minutes like you don't know right like you know it's like i don't know the only the only defense of rick i would say for him not wanting to shoot morales was they needed information like they need you know maybe because they make a point of of wanting, we find out later in the episode that they want to track down those fifty cows, yeah. and and True. The, the weapons. And so Morales, obviously, you know, the kid was there. Like it seemed like he'd been there for a while, mm. and so you know, needing to know where those weapons were, that maybe he felt he could get some information out of them if he had. But them. they don't make you feel that that's why he faltered. Like they make you uh, feel true. like yeah, he yeah. faltered because. It was like no, he gave up. Like why, you know? Like we we killed him when he when he was going to give up. I was going to talk him out of this. I mean, I don't think there's a lack of understanding of what Rick wanted out of Morales um, and why he, you know, expressed some, you know, hesitation over Daryl's execution <laughs> of him. It's just more they, you know, they they put up this character that you haven't seen in a while and then just immediately kill him off. And there's that's. I, in a different show or a different version of The Walking Dead, we'd probably you know champion the idea of this, but it just comes off as laughable because that he left no impression when he left the show. No, he comes back here with little to no fanfare aside from I guess the you know the Morales fan club that's been championing his return since season one. But like we're just sitting like, all right, there's that guy. Okay, what are you going to do with him? And the preceding monologues we got were not that convincing. And it's like, all right, now he's dead. It just it's this like dark joke that they played on the return of this character instead of anything that's more fruitful. Like I don't relate to Morales more because he reflects Nick Rick Nick Rick's own life and what we're getting from him is nothing new. It's another brooding guy that lost his family in the apocalypse. Thanks. That's a new one. Like what <laughs> there's the good job. He's gone now. Like <laughs> too yeah, bad. Definitely let down. <laughs> Morgan and Jared continue down the street. Uh, Jared, that's the dick savior, the one that you know used to mess with the kingdom people. Jared toys with Morgan, and just as Morgan is about to shoot him, or at least looks like he's about to do something to him, a herd of walkers approaches. And this is pretty cool. They're like on a hill. They're on a, above the street. And they do this little barrel roll thing. Like the walkers can't walk down a hill, apparently, so they just kind of tumble down. It's actually pretty interesting. Um, and they're getting overrun for a minute there. A couple of saviors that are roped up are getting bitten. And Jared instructs them to run into the woods together, his little rope gang. Morgan chases them as other saviors insist on stopping. Uh, 
Wait, wait. Morgan has like the toughest time with like one walker, which just it was like he's holding his gun and one walker's just like on his arm. The on whole his time. arm, like, yeah, I saw that. Like, why is this a pro? Like, I hate when the show does this, where it's like <laughs> we see our unstoppable killers get held up because like one walker is somehow found like the one position where he can't bite him, but he can hold on to him for a long time. And it's like, come on, like what? I thought the I'm like, how did he not get his arm? Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it was ridiculous. It, it's just like dramatic staging of like, we need this group to get free. So let's just have Morgan get held up for a while. And it's like, all right. But then he killed him and he shot Lone Walker's brain, brain splattered all over the, the camera lens. So that was cool. Like, yeah, fine, I, whatever. I like that. <laughs> yeah, he died pretty good. So Jared's little rope gang, they're in the, you know, they're in the woods. They got a little, little distance, but then Morgan's right behind him. He's able to take one of them out. The one that tripped and fell actually. As he readies himself to shoot Jared, Jesus kicks the gun out of his hand. It says they argue, with Morgan claiming none of them will change. Jesus argues Maggie will find another way. Uh, he, Jesus even says we're going to have to find a way to peace. I guess meaning after the war. But then Morgan's had enough and starts to fight Jesus. And I thought this was awesome. I'm sorry. I thought this was, this was great. The only problem I had with it was just, like I said, Morgan... Morgan's what is it? His Tai Chi or what? What is, it, no, tai, what, what is his the Aikido? Right? He does Aikido, and I guess versus Jesus's Kung Fu, there's a little disparity there. It looks like Jesus had the upper hand, which I I don't know. I, I would have picked I would have picked Morgan in that fight. Just saying. Yeah, I, I would have picked crazy because right? Morgan was crazy, and he, yep. I don't think he would have went down that that easily. I think though, because they made a point of this, I don't know if anyone like I said caught this. Because remember last episode, Morgan went down with and his, he took a bullet to his chest piece, and I think Jesus kept hammering in that middle section. Maybe he's like still wounded there, so Morgan could have been at a disadvantage. Maybe he was still hurting from that that bullet that bounced Maybe, off. Maybe that, that I mean, might have been the case, but it, I don't think it was a good thing to put that in this scene because it kind of hampered the scene. So you, you didn't, uh, you, you didn't dig the fight. You didn't. You didn't dig the fight. Yeah. I, Not as much. This is like I think that out of what, they what, live, right? What did, yeah, it, it, it was extended like they live. It was weird when Jesus kept asking Morgan to put the glasses on. That was a weird part. But um, the the fight on its own, it's like, well, this is entertaining, and it was better than the slap fight of twenty thirteen or whenever that happened with Carol. But the the fight this time, I think this is a part where like the show. It doesn't get it doesn't benefit for being so serious all the time because I can see this working as like a here's just a fun like what if scenario what if Jesus fought Morgan and in like a not that Walking Dead needs to be this kind of it doesn't need to be the Thor Ragnarok of comic book series but like it's suddenly oh. it's it suddenly in this show it's so not disparate from its own reality where it's it's always so self serious where it's like okay let's have like a break where we can have two characters fight each other the seriousness undercuts the value of seeing the novelty of this. So it's just like, all right, that's fun, but this episode's not that fun, so it doesn't really belong here. It's just like, okay. Like, if this happened last season when, like, that episode where, like, Rick and Michonne were just, like, hunting zombies and getting it on all the time, it's like, all right, like, that's, like, there's a, there's, that's a fun interlude that you can have. But this is, like, <laughs> we're in the middle of a war where Morales is talking about his dead family. I don't know if, like, the fight between Morgan and, and Jesus is, like, going to suddenly, like put things up a notch here it's just like all right that's a that's a thing i guess but it's just kind of taking time away from stuff and i kept thinking the mortal combat theme should be over this whole fight mortal Kombat. they're using special moves and everything <laughs> get over here get over here yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Your might. like it was just a perfect setup for a mortal combat sequence. Uh. king ezekiel's group mourns the dead man 
uh, the dead before them, I guess the, the group that they slaughtered, a raid in another post is carried out with the kingdom soldiers hidden, ready to ambush the saviors. So again, their, their numbers and their strategy wins. I know some of our listeners in the comments, they wrote, you know, they're kind of the red shirts again, but I think their strategy is just paying off. I, I think our group is just really well prepared for this battle. They just know what they have to do and they're, you know, they know the Savior's game at this point. They know how they work. They go in these little detachments. They're just taking them out. I, I think I have no problem with any of this. What do you guys I have think? No problem with, I have no problem with the execution. It's just more the Saviors are such a an empty vessel of villain where at one point they could be skilled tacticians. Another point, they're just oblivious to anything around them. So there's, right. they're not, there's no, there's nothing to them. So yeah, they're red shirts because what, what else are they? <laughs> I know nothing about them beyond sometimes they're kind of smart. <laughs> so Daryl and Rick attempt to escape the compound. Uh, they get in that firefight, I guess, in that upper hallway up there. It's pretty, pretty intense, actually. Uh, going back to Jesus and Morgan, they fight in the woods. Then back to Daryl again. He runs out of ammo in the hallway. Rick uses a fire extinguisher to create smoke for Daryl to get across the hallway. Aaron rushes to their aid. So again, it was a pretty cool little firefight. I mean, you, you, you yeah, knew they were running that. out of bullets. Yeah, they were running out of ammo. You felt them coming up the hallway. The Savior's like, oh, what's going to happen here? And you know, it was pretty good. They were just they didn't let they didn't let it their was, guard down. They were good. It was my favorite part of the episode. Just seeing him and Daryl fighting side by side, doing that whole thing. I mean. In in a somewhat underwhelming episode, that was a good. Those were good moments. I like them. They yeah. threw the guys down the elevator shaft. Yes, that, that, that was awesome. That was, he just tossed them right down. Yeah. At the same time, it's like so. The logic was, huh? They shot the fire extinguisher. We should run into an undisclosed area and just assume everything's going to be all right. And for get us, thrown down a shaft. Yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> like, what happens. <laughs> there, the enemy's there. They have guns. I can't see them. Might as well run into it. Like it was okay. That's that was their logic. Yeah, that's the, the they classic do that. saviors. <laughs> well, not only saviors, but even it's stuff like that 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 just bugs me. Even on the other side, like when you're in a firefight and you're clearly behind solid cover, and you start to get enraged and you jump out standing in the middle to shoot when you're you know, clearly <laughs> going to get annihilated. That happens all the time on like both sides of this a firefight yeah. with these groups. And it's just like, dude, you're behind solid cover. Why would you get like that makes no sense? Because my rage and emotion is what shields me from the bullets as I shoot. <laughs> I just right? like to me, this was just an extension of that. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like a do- Star Wars moment. It's like everyone's always trying to re, you know, redo the Star Wars moment. You know, after Ben gets struck down or whatever, <laughs> and he jumps out and you start fighting. Like you're, that's what it, they're trying to make that emotional thing. You know, like like we're tired of this. You know, like aren't you a little short for a savior? Him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they have they have about the aim of stormtroopers. So when they need to. When they want them to, and the same amount of ammunition as any stormtrooper, yeah, yeah. <laughs> unlimited. <laughs> so the fight in the woods continues again. We cut to this the ultimate Mortal Combat battle here. Morgan is really trying to kill Jesus. That's what it says here. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, Jesus disarms him and asks if it's over now. He does this a couple of times. Like Jesus tosses the pole back to Morgan, and then Morgan presses it right to Jesus's throat, but ultimately gathers himself and he goes. Yeah. Uh, actually, it, before he even goes to this "I'm not right" speech, Jesus, like, are we done? And he's like, "What?" Like he said, "What?" Like he didn't yeah, know where I he was that. at that point. It was like, "What?" He, yeah. he didn't know where he was. Um, and he says, "I'm not right." 
I know that. I'm not right. So he, again, Morgan, he knows he's not right in the head. Something's wrong. He knows something's broken up there. But he goes, that does not make me wrong. And I can't be a part of this. And then yeah, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's almost like he's saying, you know, like, I, I, I'm so crazy. <laughs> I can't explain it. Like, I, I, I know I'm right about this situation. This is, this is, we can't be taking these people in. But I can't explain it right because I'm just too effed up. Like, I've done too right. much, I'm too effed up, and I can't and, explain it right. Yeah, and then Tara having to get her two cents in. You know, by the way, you are right. It's like, well, she was. Yeah, yeah but was... I'm just saying, is give it a rest, lady. Come on. She was she was pulling a gaff there, right? Uh, She's there. <laughs> like I... Right, Russ? Come on, man. <laughs> I'd have been Morgan, Morgan, Morgan did a man's job. There. He did a man's job, right, right Russ? <laughs> yeah. I, I'd have said it. I'd have said it. I'd have been like, and what? And what? He's right. What's going to do, Jesus? And then he just basically grabs his sniper rifle. He he looks down at the guy he kills for half a second and then just walks right past him and just goes off into the sunset. So we don't know where Morgan is, but he's not with this group anymore. He walked away. He had enough. I hope they... I mean, the thing that saves us is that Lenny James is too damn good in this role. So yeah, like, yeah. Much exactly. like Much like another actor that's about to be talked of. But um, the, right. the, 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 the character is so like... He's either, you know, he's fine not killing or he's completely killing everybody. And there's just no wiggle room right now. And I really hope that the, you know, I assume there will be, but an episode really needs to kind of get us into a clearer mind of what's going on with Morgan as far as how he needs to be. Because there's not much here. <laughs> it's just like a, it's a stance he currently has because the show wanted him to have it. And it's like, all right. Yeah. At the hilltop, Enid notices Gregory arriving at the gate. Gregory knocks, go. begging for help. Uh, the doors finally crack open, and Maggie stands on the other side, questioning what he's doing with Gabriel's car. He's like, uh, Gabriel? Who's, who's Gabriel? I don't know what he's talking about. I just The car was there. I just grabbed the car. I don't, it, was, it was perfect. <laughs> he's such a, such a weasel. Yeah, they, were, they were giving away cars. They were free. Yeah. They were free. I just, what, who's Gabriel? What are you talking See, about? I, I know. I, was gonna, I would, I would <laughs> torture him to find out what happened to Gabriel. I know he knew something. I wouldn't let, let it go. Guys, Gregory is the best character on this show. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, Everything I don't he says is gold. It is the, like I, he walks up the gates like I've been through hell. <laughs> the open, the look on his face stopped opening, and he's just like, "Wait a minute, the gates not? Is it the rust?" It's like, "Oh, you stopped opening the gates." Like just everything he's doing is so massive. I'm in leadership mode. I'd have been like, "Take him to the office." I took him in the office. And we, we would have had a conversation where you're going to tell me where where Gabriel was. Yeah, I'm that's sorry. a good point. You are definitely full murder shed tonight, but I agree with you, though, uh, Daryl. I think that's... I, I, I don't think I'm right. You're right. The, the whole Gabriel thing just... I'm like That's the part of this that's really starting to grate on me, to be honest. I mean... I get the whole. I could even take the surrender bit, like, but Gabe, but uh, not Gabriel, but uh, Gregory. I just i I hate Weasley characters that just keep popping up. Yeah, it just makes me. It just and makes they me keep stabbing you. Like they keep yeah. you every yeah. Time. At this point, Maggie's smart enough. Like, yeah. she would. I, I mean. How many other times do they let enemies into their camp? Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't and see just it. like, I don't and see how many it. times does that come back to 
And she knows this guy is a pathological liar and a weasel. Like, there's no question. Everything that comes out of his mouth is bullcrap. So Mm -hmm. if they do let him in, I could totally see. It's like, okay, we're going to handcuff you. We're going to gag you and we're going to throw you in a hole for about two days. And then, you know, maybe you'll you'll figure you'll figure out if you want to tell us the truth or not. But we don't trust you. We don't believe you. You know, that I like I just his his whole like constantly weaseling his way out Mm -hmm. of situations is just getting old with me. Yeah. You're not driving up in my you're not driving up in my boy's car. Yeah, and we're in warfare, and you I, just say, "I don't know." I just found. I mean, I like Xander Berkeley, but I just, I like I said, I the whole too. Weasley character just, just. And makes you me can crazy. tell, and and it, that's the thing too, though. I think we all can tell that the only reason he's allowed to do what he's doing right now is because he's such a good actor. They don't want to lose him yet. <laughs> the. I agree with everything you're saying. It's just it's not Gregory's fault that Maggie's not doing things that she should be doing. It's Maggie's fault. So if they're going to leave him on this show, I'm going to keep enjoying the performance that's being put forward because it's just magic to me. It's so entertaining. And it's such a like, I'm better than this material type performance that it shows so easily on the show. He's just like every line he's given is has some little new little nuance to it where I also get annoyed by Weasley characters that somehow survive these things. But generally I'm not entertained by them either. I'm entertained by Gregory. Like it's such a, he's so laughably evil in like the worst kind of way where it's not even, it's not actions he's taking. That's lining up to get people killed. It's just more, I need to do this to preserve my own life. And if others happen to be spared, great also, but mainly me, let's focus on me. And somehow the writers are like, all right, well, let's just keep this going. And I, I respond to it positively, especially in again, dour episodes like these, where it's like, well, at least he's in here to make me laugh a little bit. Like it's given me something to work with. If I'm not getting Eugene, who's also curiously missing from these episodes and like, give me yeah. something to yeah. root for. Where's, where's like, Stephen August Simon for God. Yeah. Where's, like, where are these people? And I guess next week or week after we'll probably get a, you know, it seems to be this. a recurring theme though. We keep talking about how there are performances here that transcend the material. We talked about Ross Marquand's moment with, you know, with Eric, you know, uh, Eric right. dying, you know, we talk about this, you know, these moments of Gregory. We talk about, you know, Lenny James as Morgan kind of transcending, uh, you know, beyond the regular fight scene. It seems like, you know, the, the actors are trying to really elevate the material farther than the the material has strength to go. Maybe in some in some cases, I don't know. Also, in the comics, Gregory's around for a bit. Like, <laughs> I think it also contrasts, if anything, Maggie's leadership style to Rick's. Like, if 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 Xander Berkeley slash Gregory appeared at Alexandria, Rick would just either shoot him. Or just say, you're not coming in, and that's the end of it. Like, you know, Maggie's showing, look, this guy's not really a threat. He, I can deal with him, and, and he's just, he's pitiful. He's pitiful at this point. I'll just, I'll oh, let him oh, in. Oh, Daryl would have asked, Rick would have asked us some questions, though. He'd have, he'd have shot a leg. He'd have, he'd have been like, Gabriel. okay, I'm going to ask you again. <laughs> <laughs> he would have, it would have, it would have been a different conversation, because he saw that car. He'd have been like, I want you going to answer my questions. What does Maggie really know is my other question. Like, because they they didn't see him at the sanctuary, they don't know what he's been involved with. Uh, he, well, that's the sense of urgency I would have. Like, you know, one thing you know is he sided with the with the saviors. 
Maggie doesn't uh, Something happened. You, well, Maggie you was there. The, she was at, she was at Maggie the Maggie was there when he came out of that room. Right. When he she was, was trying to tell them to go back. Oh, was he? Okay. Oh, so yeah. yeah. I'm losing my sense of space as far as that first episode. Yeah. Yeah. So she was she was there. She yep. knows that he, he got Wait, stuck she behind. She was at the sanctuary in the first She sure was. She and was there. And Jesus said, we're with Maggie. Out. We're with Maggie. And Maggie was standing we're right there. Yeah. And they, right. Doubled back to, they doubled back to Hilltop already? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, yeah. That, that was the, remember, that was her only part of this mission was just to do that initial, uh, you know, the blast See, of, of the my compound. Issue. Of the see, Savior that's my sanctuary. issue with that. Yeah, that's my issue with her. Like, I don't see Maggie just being like, all right, just let him go walk around and be weaselly. Like, you came yeah, back that, in the car that of the guy. Part of that. Yeah, I, for, I forgot she was yeah. at the hilt at the sanctuary. I completely forgot she was yeah. a part of that. And then that guy Cal they referenced, who was that guard at the at the gate, which had that the oh. funny little exchange about the pancakes. Best yeah, best scene of the show. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't eat pancakes. <laughs> this thing with the pancake. You ate the girl's pancake. It was crazy. It's so stupid. It's out of left field, but it's right. hilarious. You can yeah. see Gregory eating yeah. a girl's pancakes, right? Like it's, it's yeah. actually kind of funny. But Cal apparently escorted Gregory to the sanctuary. Initially, and then Cal left, left him there, and came back to the hilltop. I think that—that's what they were referencing. So when Gregory first left the hilltop, was it last season? I guess when he when things were getting tight over there, that was his his driver, was Cal. Okay. Oh right, so, right. He drive himself. <laughs> no, he nope, drove, nope. drove himself back though. He didn't know I got the car. I like when he insults Cal too, and then Cal pops over. Hey, I'm right hey. here. He's like, I'm right here. Like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> I didn't just start punching him in the face. I would have. I totally would have. I'd have punched him in the throat. So Gregory begs. Maggie ultimately lets him in. He, you know, he says, "I did absolutely zero harm to your cause." Gregory insists. Negan already knew everything. He's just going on and on, blabbering on. He was trying to make diplomatic inroads. He's just using all this grandiose language. And Maggie's like, "All right, just let him in." He just, she couldn't take it anymore. Just after Gregory gets inside, Cal sees Jesus arriving with the savior prisoners. He goes, "Uh, Maggie." <laughs> we cut to commercial. And then after commercial, Gregory's like, there's no way we're letting these people in. Even meanwhile, they just let him in. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about we. I had to punch him in the throat again. We? Say it again. Say it one more time. Say we one we're more saying, time. Right. We're saying all this, but Gregory hasn't raped and murdered people. He's like, he's we, he's been Weasley, but I see his yeah, we, Listen, listen. He's tried to listen, sell him out. I mean, yeah. I he know. sided with the enemy and tried to sell us out. I don't care. I'll he may care not have killed anybody with his hands, but with his sliminess and his bullshit backward stuff, people have lost their lives. You know, Aaron, Daryl don't play. I I can agree to that to a point, but at the same time, I do think Gregory is against violence. Like he's not, he's his, his goal does not extend to, I want to use violence to solve my problems, which is why I can still root for him to some degree. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's easily, and he's not, you know, he's not a protagonist, but like, I do see this. He's in this middle gray area, which is again makes him inherently more interesting than most of the characters on this show. And it's, but it it comes from a place of I just want people to live, mainly myself. And it's I don't want to resort to shooting people. I'm going to side with the per- the team that's probably stronger, and ideally talk everything out. But like that, it, there's it's all these little no, shades. He, they work. He would let Maggie, pregnant Maggie. He would let pregnant Maggie get killed in a heartbeat. Actually, did he, did he try to get her killed? Remember when the when when Simon well, came? He, he was trying to imply. He was trying to uh, when they yeah. were hiding in the closet. Remember her? He and, was going to give them the knee. Sasha were in the closet, right? Plated killing her right. himself. Remember when he pulled the knife? They moved. Remember they moved. 
They, they, they were in Jesus that moved room. them. Jesus moved them from the Jesus downstairs closet them. to the upstairs closet or whatever, and Simon didn't find him. In fact, he found the scotch right. instead. Remember that? That was the whole... Like, his weaseling, he has the type of weaseling where he could get you killed, weaseling. Like, I, it's different if it's, like, the weaseling where it's, like, I steal things from you. Like, I, I, you know, like, little things here and there. Like, I steal, but I never give away location. Or, I, you know, like, I, I take food, but I never... Um, try to try to side <laughs> with the bad guys to do something to you. Gregory has <laughs> shown that he will side with with your enemies who want to kill you. He won't do it because he doesn't have the guts to kill. But he has no qualms about you know putting you on the slab to get I killed. I think he's I think he's more naive to said qualms. I think that's the, the issue, I, or that's the thing. I I th- I don't deny that. Yes, if it results in the death of someone it's probably not going to hurt his conscience all that badly but i do think he more or less would stave away from violence if 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 he if he was able to so maggie even insists it's too dangerous uh but jesus says look all right look we got a couple trailers you know out the back back side of the you know the, the hilltop we'll put him in there we're not going to kill him so apparently he wins that argument and i guess they're going in the trailers yeah the prisoners Outside the Savior Outpost, we see walkers devouring people. Uh, I guess so these are the freshly turned or whatever. Some walkers strolled over and started eating the freshly dead. Uh, Daryl collects his arrows, and Rick takes Polaroid photos of the damage they caused. Again, so we're seeing this theme with the Polaroid camera. I'm sure we'll, we'll see exactly what these pictures will be used for later on. Maybe, I mean, I guess at this point, I think he's probably going to show them to Negan just to torture him a little bit, saying, look what I, look what I did to all your compounds. Look what I did. I yeah, you I know, think... I think that's what it is, or and the people there too. I think it's it, it'll be. I think it might be also to show when they get to the final place to be like, this is what you have left. Yep. You so know? it's just proof. I guess it's proof to at least whoever's not around that hey, look what I. You can't see these other compounds because you're over here now. But look what I just did to all your other compounds. Look, I just <laughs> they're they're done. Uh, d- uh, let's see. Scott puts down dead bodies to prevent reanimation. The group packs up and heads out, and Scott covers the bodies of the fallen. Rick's writing some notes down. We don't know exactly what he's writing, but he's he's scribbling something down on a piece of paper. Aaron then goes to the tree where he left Eric and only finds his rifle and a lot of blood left on that tree. He calls out for him only to find his reanimated body stumbling away. And you can definitely see that it's Eric from the back. It's just but it, it, it's really a far shot. You know. That was a that was a gut punch scene that I liked. I liked that they did that. Yeah, they really filmed it well, and that's Nicotero for you because yeah. it's really far away. Like you, you, you kind of yeah. see it's him, but you definitely can tell it's him. And and he, and you see even farther away from that, there's a big like a herd of right. walkers, and he's walking towards the herd, like to join the herd. Like uh, he's done. Like that was very symbolic, without having to say, you know, having to overdo it. He calls out for him though. But again, I don't know why. He really, I guess he's, he knows he's dead. Well, that, yeah, it's a moment. It's like, all right, we got to deal with this. Yeah. Go with your friends. You go. So Scott finds Aaron and kind of says, "Look, he's dead, man. We got to go." Can't. And I'm, I'm surprised they didn't actually put him down. But I guess it's a little more dramatic this way, right? Just to let him walk. Yeah. Off. People handle things differently. You know? Yeah. And Aaron's like, "It's not him. We got to go." <laughs> Although I'm going to roll my eyes if we see zombie Eric come back and like attack Oh, Eric. man, yeah. That would be ridiculous. So we cut to commercial. I figured that was the only reason they didn't put him down was they're going to have him pop back up for another Aaron has to cry into the camera moment. 
for the actor. No, I don't see that happening. Or the actor seen didn't this already. Yeah, we've we've seen this so many times. Like you don't really need to see it. You know, but, we don't need to see it with this scene. Hold on, but I thought we had a pact with the survivors that you don't let your fellow survivors turn. Like, isn't that the deal? Like, you know, yeah, that's but he would have had to gone. He would. Eric was about to head into a whole herd. Like, yeah. So what are you gonna do? I mean, it's not we... really worth doing that. Oh, go... I got you. Okay, so yeah. the danger outweighed the the pact. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. All right, that makes sense. Well, so we go to commercial at this point, but it's not any commercial. It's actually a very special commercial because, oh, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it, 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 right right about now is when we got the next installment of the riveting web series called Hashtag Red Machete brought to you by Taco Bell Live Moss. Aaron, yes. would you do your, 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 your number, please? We need, to, we need to hear exactly what happened this week on Red Machete because it, it is yep. riveting. On this week's The Walking Dead presents Red Machete presented by Taco Bell, hashtag with boss. It's, you know, it's chapter three. It's dubbed safety. And as we know, when it comes to The Walking Dead presents Red Machete presented by Taco Bell, hashtag with boss, you're going to get, you know, a good amount of uh, amount of joy in seeing how Rick's machete from The Walking Dead made its way through it, you know, to get where it is. Um Again, we only get like about thirty seconds of stuff here, but it's good. You see the uh, the more of the training, more of the food supply running low, and then it gets weird. And Jim, you mentioned this on the first time we talked about The Walking Dead presents Red Machete, presented by Taco Bell hashtag Live Moss, where the little girl, like they're running away from the zombies, and the little girl gets grabbed, and like and like the you see the mother's face, she's like no, and then you cut to a scene where they're chopping off the hair, and it's like wait, so was that supposed to be a dream or what was going on there exactly? I'm not quite sure what the read is on that. Perhaps the edit was done with a red machete brought to you by Taco Bell hashtag Live Moss. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, I mean, uh, the girl got obviously killed right i mean the girl got bit i mean the girl gets killed but then you cut to a new scene where it's the same girl getting her hair cut so that won't happen so it's like was that just like no wasn't that the mother though wasn't that the mother getting her hair cut after the kid's dead so that way she can't get grabbed by the hair like the little girl was wasn't that the point what like i don't know that's what i got from it but maybe i was not paying attention well one of the eyes looked blown out like it 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 was starting to turn oh you mean that was the little girl that so, I don't know now. I have to go or back and watch me? it. It's a very confusing episode of The Walking Dead yeah. presents Red Machete presented by Taco Bell hashtag Live Boss. Like, I was really trying to get a read on what they're going for. But, yeah, it looked like it was just the little girl again as if, like, well, what if we don't run this way and she gets caught? But oh. Maybe she did. oh I, have not, to, I have to watch not, it again. That's really weird. And, and the ones on the web the, are much longer, too, like the ones on the web. Like no, the, web, the web is just all of this put all together. What oh, the show- okay on the walking dead they're just showing like parts of it split up but you can watch the whole thing in a row and it's still just chapter one so by i'm guessing like this is just chapter one of this thing once they reach the fourth part there'll be the second chapter which again will be split into four parts for the remaining four episodes of the half season and you can watch it all in a row on walk and amc.com it's weirdly complicated <laughs> as much as until especially, the inevitable until the inevitable 4k blu-ray release it, exactly yeah but as, as much as we made fun of of uh 
of a uh, passage or um yes. flight four flight four sixty two. Right. At least it makes sense. You're gonna get ten seconds of a thing or whatever. It's like all right, well they delivered on that. I guess this is a little more out of it. So you know. All right. Well, we'll definitely keep following. Thank you, Aaron, as always for your your captivating uh, re- recollection and synopsis of of uh, red, red, red machete. Brought to you by Taco I, Bell. Hashtag live boss. Uh, I, I, do t- I keep a space on, my, on the top of my notes to make sure I make some notes about Red Machete. The Walking Dead presents Red Machete presented by Taco Bell. Hashtag Luma. So, you know, it's good to, good to go over this, of course. Try, this try, the the same. New, try the new Red Machete Tostada coming soon. <laughs> 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 That's pretty good. I just, I don't know. I wonder if they'll ever cut back to that scene where Rick promises to kill, uh, what's his name, with, with the Red Machete, right? I mean, that would be pretty cool. I don't know if you they'll actually have the guts to do that, but... You know, Be a good alley. yeah. All right. So later, Aaron sits with blood on his hands after the commercial. He hears a baby cry and sees Rick walk out with Gracie in his arms. Um, and apparently, she was, he was going to give her to Tobin, but then Aaron's like, "No, no, I, I, I got her. I'll, I'll take her to the hilltop. She'll be safe there." And Rick's like, uh, uh, "Actually, he says Eric and I were going to go there anyway, just to update Maggie." Aaron said, "So that's what I'm going to do." <laughs> and Rick says, "Her name's Gracie." And Aaron takes her. And then it said, um, achievement unlocked. It's a boy. <laughs> it's Rick, actually a girl. It was really weird. Rick and Daryl prepare to leave with Rick stopping to talk to someone along the way. I don't know what that means exactly. He's talking to Daryl. A gunshot strikes the truck and they take cover. It's like Rick's little Jeep. Rick calls out to the person and offers to make a deal. We can make a deal. And he says, And the person says, why should I trust you? And he goes, a man's word has got to mean something, Rick said. So the man comes out with his hands up. And apparently he was like shot in the leg, too. You see some blood coming from his leg. He says that. And Rick asks specifically about the guns, the fifty caliber Brownings. He goes, where are they? And the, and the guy says, hey, they were sent to another outpost just west of here, Gavin's outpost. Um, as soon as, And he says, can I go away now? And I guess Rick was going to let him go. He even promised well, him yeah. a truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then Daryl just doesn't even think twice about it, just shoots him right in the head. I told you, Daryl's don't play. I told you. I mean, look, look, Daryl's got some vengeance because he really. I mean, look, they 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 tortured the hell out of him. I mean, he's he's got a right to be pissed with this he's group. Still got the I mean, street song in his head. After oh, yeah, you know he does. But but I still laugh at it though. It but Rick, Rick Rick did have that look on his face like he was none too pleased. He didn't like that a little bit. He gave the guy his word, you know, and he f- he fell down so hard. Uh, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, I'll be curious if we we should be getting more follow up of Daryl, but Daryl's certainly in a mood, and like yeah, it shows here that he shot two people in the face this week. <laughs> but uh, did you guys catch who this guy was? The the guy that was, it was pretty to far was away. From, no, who was it? Sound familiar? But I don't he know was, who it was. It's the same kid we saw because we met. We glossed over this last week, but one of the people on the Facebook page brought it up in the review. It's the kid that plays Minkus on Boy Meets World, and he's been in other things. Um, oh, the actor's Lee Norris. Know. Well, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like he's like a nerdy kid. Like that's the kind of character he's he just played in sounded things. like you've heard the like it, it felt like I've heard that voice somewhere before. Probably gonna come. Well, it's it's like because they, they well they brought him in last week and I was like oh that's just a random part for him because oh, he's, he's he was the guy cleaning the guns or whatever for that girl. Is yeah. that who that was? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Okay. 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 Oh, and they kept calling him stupid or no? Yeah, like, right. Right. Up. It's yeah, like, well, that's a weird, up. like, like one-shot role for a guy who I uh, know is he's fairly prolific on TV as far as like right. guest roles. Random, he's on. He's on like scene anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it's like okay, so they brought. That's why he's here, so we can have another scene with. Maybe Rick he'll with, be the crossover with Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> 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 right. And, and Mr. Feeney comes out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so back to Ezekiel's group. Uh, they've destroyed all the remaining saviors on their way to this last compound that they think. Daniel tells him that everyone's accounted for. Again, he's just this eager. He goes, King, King, everyone's alive. No one made it. And the King gets this big smile and he goes to Carol. You see that? Not one. Oh, not one man. of us was killed. Like he's, he's almost oh, asking no, for it at this man. point, right? Oh, man. So, it's like in the World War II movie where the guy stands up and says, No snipers, all's clear. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's why they call me Mike Live Forever Johnson. And yeah, That's and right. <laughs> I, got, I got my boat already all paid for. My wife and I leave tomorrow. I just <laughs> retired. the world cruise. <laughs> I just retired without firing my gun. <laughs> That's why they call me. Luckily, I didn't get shot during the war. It's a really long nickname, but I'm sticking with it. (laughs) So Daniel, that guy, and uh, good old Jerry decide that, okay, let's just, you know, put these guys down so they don't come back as walkers. They start doing that, and then suddenly Ezekiel notices in like the like a grate or some kind of vent in the in the in the roof of the building he sees the, the, the sniper rifle sticking out through there and he goes to everyone, scatter. But before he can even you know get that out, they, they, their people start getting mowed down by this fifty caliber uh, machine gun, essentially. And his soldiers, yeah. they, they jump on him to protect the king. Like you they, actually see the the, the blood. bullets, yeah, hit the the back of the jackets of, of the guys that covered him. Right, it's like their secret service. They protect the king, protect them. They yeah, jump they right totally on did. Yeah, they totally did. So well, nobody uh, can give speeches like that, dude. I know you got to protect the king. The king's got to go. He's got to live on. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I, I got worried because we all love Jerry. I mean, he's great. So I don't expect Jerry to be dead next week. But at the same time, it's like ah, I don't want him to get shot. I, I don't want to get. I don't want him to get Eric this week. No, because actually, there's a scene in the in the, tra- the Comic Con trailer we haven't even seen yet, where he goes, uh, something. You know, they have blood on their face, could, like him and Jerry. Could be right? dying. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think that. I just want to assume Jerry's going to be all right. Jerry's going to be fine. I don't want to have to say sorry, Jerry, in reference to the character that listens to this podcast and then feel bad when I think about the actual Jerry on the show that died. Jerry, And how many trailers have you seen where there's stuff in it that doesn't appear in the show or the the film that it's advertising? Chubbs, I don't have no idea what you're talking about. Movies always tell the exact truth. They're never edited carefully to make you want to go to the theater to see what happens. Rogue One, for example? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, reshoots? What's that, right? Or Thor Ragnarok, where they're all standing outside the Bifrost at the end of the Rainbow Bridge. But that doesn't appear anywhere into the movie. <laughs> like mm. Spider-Man, you know, swing and fly together. Never, that never. Nah. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of the episode, guys. So before we get to our Buster ratings, a quick word from our sponsor. Uh, let's see here, who's up? Russell, is it your turn? Uh, I, I I can do it again. Sure, it. go for it. Uh, Our sponsor for this week's episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast is Discount Comic Book Service. Go to dcbservice.com where you can save tons of money on all of your comics, trade paperbacks, uh, as well as other geeky cool things. Not just comics and uh, and hardcovers and trades, but there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, The new solicits are out. It is the beginning of November, so you have the whole month to kind of go through the... However you prefer, I personally like the Excel spreadsheet just because it it's nice and tidy and totals everything up for me. Um, but it looks like Image is resoliciting all of the trades and the compendium. So if you've been wanting to really digest and uh, get into the Walking Dead comics, uh, you know, but don't 
you're not sure where to start, I would go with the compendiums. Each volume is 48 issues of the comic. Uh, so for a very cheap price, for less than uh, less than $40, you can get 48 comics. That's even cheaper than when Comixology has the 99 cent sale. Uh, so it's it's quite a deal. And all the trades are like eight bucks, around eight bucks a piece. They've all been resolicited as well. And if you're looking for something in particular on the trade side, uh, maybe you prefer the hardcovers. Uh, you could hit up instocktrades.com where you could find everything related to The Walking Dead. Uh, pretty much they keep all that stuff in print all the time. Uh, so you can always get it over there. Uh, customer service is outstanding. The packaging is second to none. Uh, I tip, you know, unless I just have a bunch of Amazon credit or something like that, I always prefer to order from either in stock trades or DCB service, uh, just because when I get the books, they're going to be nice and snug. They're not going to be damaged and all dinged up in the corners and all that. So when you put it on your shelf, it's going to look really good. Uh, and you won't have to send it back to Amazon three times before they send you a book. That's not all jacked up. So, uh, we thank them for their support of the walking dead TV podcast. Uh, so once again, dcbservice.com or instocktrades.com. Excellent. Thank you, Russell. All right. Starting with our Buster ratings. Aaron, you're up. Uh, three. Uh, I like it more than last week. Uh, last week felt like a nothing kind of episode. This week at least feels like, despite issues here or there of things like Morales or whatnot, there's some good scenes here with like Aaron and Eric. Um, the fight is entertaining on its own. I can't emphasize how much I like Gregory. So, you know, all these things add up to a show that's it's mediocre, but at least it was it held my intent. Like last week, like remember, like I was saying, it just it felt like it went on forever. This week at least felt like an episode of The Walking Dead that had a beginning, middle, and end. So three three busters. Okay. Daryl. Um, I, I I did enjoy it more than the than the the previous episode too. Um I mean, it was it was cool. I mean, it just felt like more of the it just just another thing of the war. Um, but there were scenes that I liked, you know, like the uh, you know when when uh, what you would call it lost his uh, you know his, his the love of his life in, in that world. Um, you know, that was such a scene him walking off. You know, that was a touching scene. I get, probably I, I'd have to continue to give it a three, three out of five. Richard, yeah, I'm I'm in agreement as well. Right there, middle of the road. Three. There were some good things. I mean, there are definite good moments in this episode and things that I, you know, I loved. But um, I don't know. It just feels like their storytelling has become a mess. Um, they have good moments. They have some, you know, good action. But the connective tissue between all of it is just not good. It's just not as it's not what I've come to expect from The Walking Dead. It's what I've come to expect from Fear of the Walking Dead, but not The hey Walking now. Dead. <laughs> okay, Russell, uh, I'll give it a three seven five. I it was a little bit of a downtick for me from last episode. I just think you know it's kind of more of the same, uh, but I'm enjoying it. I mean, it's it's. It, it's fine. I, I like that. Uh, one of the things I, it it didn't seem like they were being as arty uh, this this episode is as the past couple. So, um, so yeah, it's just moving along. Okay, Jim. I give it a three, and to paraphrase an old show from the eighties, you know, you take the good, you take the bad, you take it all, and then you have The Walking Dead. 
The Walking the Dead. The Walking Dead. Oh. Because there are parts of this I really like. You know, I mean, you know, Lenny James is incredible. Um, Ross Marquand really had a great moment, some great moments in this episode. Um, the the you know even the gunplay with with Daryl and Rick in the hallway and stuff was really cool. Yeah. You know. I mean, there are parts of it I really, really enjoyed, but then there are other parts that just... That, it, it, Rich made a good point about the connective tissue, but even more so, it seems the pacing. You know, instead of you know keeping it tense and keeping the you know the, the, the dramatic tension going through, it seems that it goes by fits and starts. And when there's good momentum going, they lose it by cutting away to something that just is like a bogged down part of the story. And it's just... And you know, and Daryl made and made a good point earlier. They've gone over the same ground again. Whether you know, kill, should we kill prisoners? Should we, you know, you know, imprison them or whatever? I mean, like you know, since season two, you know, we've had the same debate. I mean, only now it's Jesus telling us about it. You know, so I'm, I'll, I'll give it a three and a quarter. I guess I'm looking at this a little differently. Um, I'm looking at this kind of as a four-part story, which is what was promised and foretold to us, and I'm okay with this kind of <laughs> level of action uh, in general, especially considering what we came off of last season. That was just so depressing. So I, I'm I'm loving all this. There was some great Rick scenes in this, which I'm a sucker for that. Um, the Mortal Kombat scene with Jesus and Morgan, I'm pretty much okay with seeing that every every week if we could. I mean, I, I'm I'm okay with this level of action. I, I like that our group is kicking butt, and that the strategy, their their strategy, they're they're out um, thinking, they're out maneuvering the the saviors. I, I know again, I, we've said this already that they're dying like red shirts, and you guys could be right. They are they are going down pretty easy, but I mean, I think it's the overall um, uh, strategy that they had is really what what's winning here, and I, I respect it. So I'm liking this a lot. This can keep going as long as it can. And I'm sure there'll be some episodes, guys, episodes six, seven, eight, nine, who knows, where it'll just be a slow-paced episode, and you guys will be raving about it and how it was awesome and great storytelling. I'll be no, sitting here not, scratching my not, head not, saying, no, all right, hey, you know. Well, I think, well, I mean, I mean I, maybe you misunderstand. <laughs> I have no problem with the action at all. My problem is with the pacing. We get great action, and then it just... Well, well I guess that what I'm trying to actually exactly. like, just doesn't the, the inconsistency is what bothers me. I don't, you know, I love action in this. I love, you know, I love character moments in this. But instead of striking a balance, it seems like very inconsistent. The, be yeah. the best example I can offer is Terminus. I mean, that was the perfect balance of drama and action. Like, that was just, a great... They got out of it in one episode, you mean? That was it. They just kicked well, butt. Well, just regard regardless okay. of what happened in the episode, just the structure and the strength of the writing really seemed to benefit what they're going for, where we want to have an action-packed premiere, which this this season has as well. We have an action-packed premiere, and we also have char characters we care about to some degree, actual tension, actual drama. Like, it all, like, balanced out perfectly. An episode that's not one of my favorite episodes, but I just I, I really respected what they were going for. And it seems like here's another premiere episode that's been stretched into four where it's just not finding that rhythm. Like, it's just not hitting yeah. it. Like, if you want to do action, do action. But what you're giving me is just a lot of suspense-free action. So I don't really, I don't see what any consequences are. We got, the, the only death we've had is Eric, who means nothing to us. So it's like, there's there's no stakes here. It's just, yep, Rick is apparently unstoppable again. Why? Because we needed him to be. Like, there's, there's, not, <laughs> I'm, there's nothing I'm okay else with to that. it. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I've got no problem with, with Rick being unstoppable at this point. Well, like the term, I'm, say, well I'm saying that because the termites felt like a threat. And they the were. saviors, yeah, they were. The saviors also were presented as a threat at some point, but pre before that, they're presented as just a bunch of yokels. So it's just there's no, 
there's nothing there. There's nothing there there for them to fight. It's just like the, the, this week they need to be losing, and so they're losing now. There's no Rick didn't do anything differently to suddenly become a better leader. He's just doing another plan. Like there's no, there's nothing that's made him suddenly outsmart the saviors. He just happens to be doing it this time, and it's just presenting this weird rhythm of like how am I supposed to accept the okay, Rick's doing good because we need him to do good, not because he's doing anything differently or smarter than he has before. It's just now he is like that's that's the way that's that's yeah. big, big problem. I hear what you're saying. I hear I hear what you're saying. I, I'm looking at it a little differently. I see that I see the strategy. I think there you know that there there's a lot more going on here, and I'm digging it. I'm liking it. I'm liking every bit of this. I, I look forward to it. You're right. It, it, did, it did feel good. good. It, it did, I, I'm very. I am, yeah. I am happy that you're loving. This. I'm, and I'm, I'm happy that anyone on Facebook is loving this too. Though it's in the the group. Like I'm glad that they're getting the enjoyment out of this. That's I, that's the good thing. I really am. I I was looking forward to watching it, and I'm and it really was a good good hour of television. So. Me, I'm giving it a four and a quarter. But who cares what we have to say? We have the Facebook group. It's an amazing group of ours. Just go to Facebook, do a search for the Walking Dead TV podcast, hit join group, and you can leave your very own Buster ratings read by the one and only Jim Dietz. So, Jim, would you please take it away? What do our listeners have to say this week? Uh, For this, uh, as you said, on the Facebook uh, uh, group, we have Brent Jones. Uh, 3.75 Rick and Daryl's hallway shootout reminded me of the game or the Time Crisis 2 arcade game out of five. <laughs> yes. Yes. The way it popped out back. of the doorway. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Nice You're right. Back. Yeah, virtual cop. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> one, too. Solid, That's, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> would have been a solid four, but King Zeke being so foolhardy got on my nerves. Dude, seriously, isn't the guy the lead? Special Forces style raid on anything. Uh, so they want me to believe that Morales went south from Atlanta, the location and went to great lengths to tell me was a long, difficult journey from D.C., and then somehow was found by the Saviors? Nah, the Saviors don't control that large a territory. Hmm. I don't know. Do you think... I, I, mean, I well, had that no. thought myself. I'm like, how wide is the Saviors' net? You know? No, but, maybe, maybe 90 miles, 100 miles of a sphere, of a circle, I would say. I don't think it's any more than that. I mean, it I could be, but forward. he just he just drove and eventually got there. Like that seems pretty. It's not, I don't think they took him over. Uh, Christine Bowman, three point five Savoir chain gangs out of five. <laughs> was uh, I was I was supposed to be savior? I'm sorry. Uh, it was a uh, Savoir better. I actually like that better. I'm sorry. Just, I'm like I'm like Ron, I'm like Ron Burgundy. I read what's written. <laughs> Savoir. Uh, <laughs> good night, San Diego. Uh, it was a better episode than the last two episodes, but I'm struggling, guys. The creators really need to learn how to strike a balance between slower episodes and action episodes. Huh. The opening scene with Morales was hard to get through. The soap opera dialogue was killing me. Uh, Dre Irvin, four busters. I like this one quite a lot. Uh, the Jesus and Morgan fight scenes were great. I loved when Morgan says, said, I'm not right, but that doesn't make me wrong. Uh, the kingdom did have some primo Walker bites kills when they came rolling down the hill. Uh, I do think the Eric death could have been better. However, I like Russ Marquand's acting while portraying a heartbroken Aaron. Uh, P.S. I had to turn my soundbar up so high to hear Morales that I'm a tough guy thing he was doing made him mumble and spit everywhere. And sweat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Susan Monk, three red machete haircuts out of five. Oh, uh, that could be a thing, I guess. Brought to you by Supercuts and Red Machete. <laughs> we we got to find a new sponsor, right? Um, uh, we knew Morales was going to die when he showed up again, but when he started that monologue to Rick, I wondered when the shark would leap out of the water. Oops, that was a movie. Anyway, I hate it when the family fights. 
Get Jesus and Margaret just go along. <laughs> uh, maybe when Margaret returns from his apocalypse vacation, clear. Uh, good callback. Uh, Janet Brim, 3.5. Sorghum pancakes out of five. Uh, the first half really felt slow, though thankfully it picked up some. And even Morales reminded us we didn't know him long enough to care. Uh, the fight between Morgan and Jesus was kind of cool as they are both master fighters. And I like the Gregory scenes. The group of the Carol and the King Ezekiel were doing so well with strategy. But seriously, standing out in the open when you haven't checked inside the building yet? So, that's, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, Mike Jones, 3.5, failed Morales out of 5. <laughs> the way Morales was killed made his return nothing but filler. Third week in a row of saviors being red shirts. The Jesus and Morgan fight felt forced as well. While the show had some moments, it still feels misguided. Uh, Johnny Stewart, 4 out of Rick Broken Promises out of 5. Finally, a good episode this year. Not perfect, but good. Have they ever had on the show a character we know die and turn that they didn't put them down? I really think Jim, who we didn't see turn in season one, this is the first of the show. Mm. Uh, Daryl and Rick are going to have to butt heads soon on whether to kill or not to kill. Uh, we should start a poll for the crossover character for the Fear of the Walking Dead. Mm. Do you think? Do you think there's a like a, a something coming between Rick and Daryl, or do you think Rick's more or less just kind of shrugging like, well, that sucked, but I guess... I, guess I, I think they're show. past that. I don't think he's yeah. going to argue. Yeah. I would yeah. hope they were dudes. past that by it, now. Either. It, it may be an argument. argument. Sleep, uh, last season, so. It'll just be a Jesus argument, I think. Yeah, yeah it won't be anything. Oh, boy. You're my brother. You're right. Ian Rouse, well, four. Well, that was quick Morales out of five. Uh, so what have we learned? Gregory did eat the pancakes. Morgan's lost all of his <laughs> <laughs> Terry, you're not helping. <laughs> Fights between our heroes are super cool. Uh, Morales was as disappointing as Rick's word, <laughs> and the dead flock back to their own when they've been shot. Lastly, were the trucks driving in the background when Rick gave uh, Aaron the baby meant to be there? I don't know. I guess that was their group leaving, right? That was yeah. The... That was yeah. That was that was uh, part okay, of the group. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, Terry Bernard, two point five. I feel it is better than the last season so far. But it's just mediocre. I barely even remember Eric. Was he in the show much last season? <laughs> uh, I think I recall him getting upset with Aaron for somehow risking himself. But other than that, I don't remember him. Maybe my memory is off. He did cook, uh, cook some killer spaghetti for Daryl a couple seasons ago. All right, yeah, his just, biggest just thing was like when they were first like finding everybody, and like he like did like sprain his leg or something, and like there was right. a whole thing. About oh yeah, that. you're right. Yeah, it was like when they were first getting to Alexandria. That's when Eric had the most like to do on the show. Uh, Jason Cluett writes in with two melodramatic monologues given to mediocre actors out of five. Such a dull episode where the only things of note, mainly the Morgan Ninja Jesus scuffle and the Rick Terrell shootout, still felt like time wasting. My attention with this season is really starting. Wow. Our Morales, Morales, who out of five? Well, hold on, was... hold on, Jim, Jim, you you cut out for like about five seconds there. Who made that okay. comment? That you just said. Who who's the who's the commenter? Oh, uh, J Jason Cluett. No, I'm sorry. The one the one you're reading right now. Oh, Richard Chopper Cherry Cherry. Thank you. We can't have we can't we can't do a show without you saying that. So that's and oh, you, no, you, you cut out. So yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. No, you're good. Uh, four four Morales Morales who out of five. Well, that was the quickest return and death of a character in the whole. I really enjoyed this episode. The first three back have been excellent, and glad to see fire extinguishers not only put a stop to fires but also to firefights. And finally, Tambono, uh, three bye-bye, Morales. We hardly knew you out of five. 
uh, a little better, but still tired of the we cannot kill versus kill everyone argument. I agree. Uh, also, why do we have so many close-ups this season? <laughs> lastly, <laughs> anyone, right. lastly, anyone understand what comes out of Ezekiel's mouth? I don't. <laughs> okay. And if you would like to uh, give us your two cents on every episode of The Walking Dead, by all means, join The Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group on the Facebook. And uh, you can also check out uh, Aaron Newer's uh, well-written reviews of every single episode of The Walking Dead for WeLiveEntertainment.com. Uh, the links are right there on the Facebook page, so by all means, check uh, that out. It's not a recap, just in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> it's a review, not a recap. And I want to really shout out to Ray Irvin. Uh, her daughter is the most adorable Negan. I, I'm so confused. Oh, yeah, I saw like, that picture. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. she's super, super cute, but, like, she's carrying Lucille. <laughs> and then Jeffrey Dean actually gave, it a, gave her a like or something, I think. Right, Jeffrey Dean liked her picture on Instagram. How can you not? Oh, she's adorable. So, she's cute. She has like blood on her so, forehead and everything. It was, it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, Dre writes in every week, so I wanted to shut that out. So, yeah, definitely. Very cool. Uh, Very cool. Jim, thanks as always. And if you would like to leave your own Buster ratings again, just do it. Just put it up there, and we'll you get to have it read by Jim Dietz. All right, folks, any last uh, comments before we wrap it up this week? Uh, let's hope for Gary or Jerry. Right, we need we need Jerry to. I to think Jerry's all right. Jerry's all you're right. Say, you're saying this, but if I come back crying on this show next week because you promised me something <laughs> that you couldn't guarantee, Jerry doesn't die. <laughs> Jerry doesn't die. He's like Morgan. So, well, yeah, if but Jerry if Jerry dies, they, uh, we riot. If, if Jerry <laughs> dies, Carol is going to be pissed. Oh yes, he's going to be pissed. Can't you just see like Jerry yeah. taking over the kingdom if something happened to the king? Right? I mean, come on, that's. That's, he's no, not going anywhere. No, no, we're not seeing that, but still. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry. Listen, the next episode's called Some Guy. Just saying. that That's the title of next week's episode. Some, some Guy. Some Guy. I, see, I yeah. see Jerry taking over for some kind of King Ralph scenario where everybody <laughs> dies. <and> <laughs> <laughs> that's a great film. That's the reference I'm going for this week, guys. John Goodman's King Ralph. Available nice. on TV. Oh, God. <laughs> I had to think about what you just said for a minute. Now you just brought me back. Thank you. Oh God! All right, guys. Well, let's just uh, let's just wrap it up. Uh, when we're not talking zombies, we are a bunch of avid podcasters. We'll just go through it quickly. Uh, Aaron, where where can our listeners find you when they're not talking about uh, The Walking Dead? You can hear us, uh, myself and my co-host and friend Abe, talking about movies weekly on our podcast out now with Aaron and Abe. This week we have a very entertaining episode involving uh, Thor Ragnarok and a lot of other pressing it topics actually which we're pretty proud of that should be up soon and of course we have all these other fun episodes that we talk about all kinds of stuff and you can find me uh writing about this show and other things over at we live entertainment you can find me on twitter at aaron's ps4 excellent daryl uh yeah you can uh, find me on the uh, twitters uh at the voice one two three and uh, of course you can find uh, me on a bunch of podcasts other podcasts like uh Nothing's on with me and Jim and, and Donnie, and, and we cover all that TV and uh, all the movie stuff uh, there, and as well as Batman, uh, Gotham My Geeks with Russ. Uh, you can hear me on that as well. And uh, go check yourself, which is uh, we're coming on the uh, finale, the mid-finale of the show of uh, Star Trek Discovery. Uh, so you can go check our uh, thoughts Dar- on that. Daryl's in love. Daryl's in love. Oh, love Matilly. Uh, as well as other things. You can go to TaylorNetworkOfPodcast.com and, and, and check out all the other shows on the network. Thank you. Chubb. 
Yeah, you can find me weekly with uh, Daryl and Jim on the DC TV podcast. We just recorded our latest episode last night. Um, also on the Taylor Network of Podcasts, uh, the three of us and their friend Barb, um, we recorded a Thor spoiler cast last yes, night. Yes, we did. Ooh. Check that out. And, of course, the Twitter at ChubToad01. Excellent. Russell. Uh same place you can catch this podcast, hhwld.com. Uh, it's all connected, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We finally came back from a long, un- unfortunate extended hiatus and uh, talked about some, caught up on some news and talked about the Defenders. Uh, and we'll probably record an episode this week um, or this weekend on Thor Ragnarok. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun. And then there was some recent news and scuttlebutt that may be nothing. Uh, that came out that we'll we'll uh, we'll probably mention that as well. So stay tuned. Sony and Fox or um, Fox or and Disney. Disney, Disney, Disney yes. Fox, yeah. I, will we get that Wolverine versus Hulk movie? Oh, that's, that's not a planet. <laughs> that's not a planet. <laughs> that's no moon. <laughs> Jim, how about you? Well, they already mentioned like pretty much all the other podcasts I'm on. So um. The only one they didn't mention, though, is at the Taylor Network of Podcast.com. It's uh, Heavy Gigs in Seaside City, uh, a radio play that we uh, distilled down from an RPG uh, based on the 1970s action movies and TV shows. So check that out. And uh, DC TV Podcast, uh, listen up to figure out or find out how to win. We're giving away these really cool hardback editions of Batman Year One and uh, Death of Superman that come with the Blu-ray and DVD of the animated versions of the same uh, features and if you listen to DC TV podcast, you can figure out how to win those. So check that out. Excellent. And when I'm not chatting with you guys about the zombie apocalypse, I'm the host of the Auto Chat Show, AutoChatShow.com, Facebook.com slash Auto Chat Show. Me and my co-host Teddy review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture. Uh, we just reviewed. I hope you guys are sitting down, guys. The brand new 2017 20. I'm sorry, yeah, 2017 Hyundai Ionic. Right, it's a real. Oh, all right, I'm just saying, it's a real, wow. it's a real barn burner. Right, it's a hybrid. Wow. Do you guys, do you guys have your pants on? You guys better have your <laughs> pants. Get ready. Pants now. All right, because it, it is. It, it, before, but now that you said that. Listen, Uh-oh. man, we get what we get. All right, and and it's giving a Prius a run for its money. So definitely check out if you're into. <laughs> you said run for its money. A run. run. You could probably run faster. Actually, no. It was. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. You you'll check it out. I won't spoil it. It's a good good review. So check it. We. We actually just discussed also uh, our recent uh, 2018 uh, manufacturer test days. So we we're up in Monticello for a couple of days. So we actually got to drive a lot of like supercars, borderline hypercars, and we we discussed that and um, a bunch of other things. So check it out. It's a good, good, entertaining uh, podcast. Even if you're not into cars necessarily, we do venture off into a lot of different tangents, and that's uh, that's just part of the fun too. So check well, us out. Auto chat show. Forza or Gran Turismo. Uh, I like them both. You know, I mean, I'm more, but I'm more of a Sony guy. So I mean, you know, but I like I like both of those, those those things. I mean, I, I've seen some guys set up like with you know with the whole steering wheel and the gas pedal and all that stuff. I mean, I'd rather be in the just real thing a, though. Yeah, you know? just drive a car, man. Yeah, I'm trying to say. I was <laughs> getting that. I'm like, I'm sure they, <laughs> they give me these cars to test. I might as well drive the real ones, right? Actually, think exactly. about it. So, uh, and we're lining up our fall test schedule actually in our right now. But in the uh, in the meantime, we're actually lining up some interviews because we're in between our tests right now. So stay tuned for that. We're going to have some different automotive uh, people on to discuss what's what's happening there. So that's it. But uh, who wants to end it tonight? 
So until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, I may not be right, but I'm not wrong. You take-